This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a lovely Friday here in Pittsburgh, and uh, we are joined here in this segment uh, by somebody who is not here in Pittsburgh, I believe. You're out in Houston, are you not, Lance Zierlein? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, Lance, an NFL Network analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Lance Zierlein. And if you check out the uh, NFL <clears throat> draft rankings on NFL.com, that is Lance's work there. He's uh, he's pouring through all that stuff, and uh, um, I guess you've you've come out from the uh, from wherever it is you do all your uh, your tape room, your film room, and uh, making the rounds here, Lance. We appreciate you dropping by today, and we we do want to dig into this draft. Uh, obviously, here in Pittsburgh, it's a big deal, big de- deal in, in in a lot of places. And uh, Matt and I have been doing our, uh, our some from some different rankings uh, for Steelers dot com, Lance, and. The one thing that's kind of a couple of things that have stood out to us, um, obviously the wide receiver position is deep, but one position that, that I don't think a lot of people have been talking about that is deep in this draft um, is the inside or off ball linebacker position. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just see a lot of guys there that, that, you know, two or three years ago, you just didn't see this many big guys that can run athletes, athletes at that position. From an athletic standpoint, this is one of the most athletic drafts I've seen. I mean, and and I think it gets to the the fact that it it used to be, man, I remember in the late 90s, I was here in Houston, uh, just a young guy on the radio, and I met, I started hearing about Danny Arnold, who was training people, and he he trained Sean Rogers, Casey Hampton. Um, Haloti Nada was there. He came when he did. Charles, uh, not Charles Rogers, but uh, Charles Woodson. Peanut Tillman, like Derek Johnson, we're talking about future Hall of Famers or Hall of Famers, and they were all training here in Houston. and And it used to be that it was, you know, the high end players could get training. Now it's become everybody. Like everybody, if 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 a an agent has you, they are going to be paying for you to train. And I think more of these guys take it seriously. I think more of the the agents uh, convince the players. and And this is kind of a separate. I understand it's kind of a separate answer. But I think it gets to the point of why we're seeing such explosive, talented, um, certainly athletic uh, players across the board. But then especially at linebacker, the the idea that you can play now with guys who are 230 pounds and in some cases 220 pounds at linebacker, it's really opened the door for better athletes, teams to be much, much faster. And it's really um, added the amount of players that, that, that guys like the, you know, the three of us can talk about linebackers now that we would have never talked about if they weren't over 240 pounds and so i think that's really that's one of the reasons why we see you know jeremiah uh um Owusu karamoa from uh notre dame we would have never been taught it would have been like well he's a tweener he's a hybrid we don't know what he is he's not going to be able to play linebacker but now it's at 200 and, you know 21 pounds 223 pounds i don't even really blink at that anymore because I know for a fact that Darius Leonard at some points has played around 218, 219 pounds. 
and he plays really good football. So um, I think that's one of the reasons why we see more and more we're getting to, to deeper and deeper linebacker cores now. Every single year we're seeing – it may not always be as talented, um, certainly not as, as the one we saw like three years ago, but because more and more players are able to be considered to that position, it's, it's, it's turning into a position where there's more depth now for sure. Yeah, you're, I think you're 100% right, Lance. And I think this is probably more of a day two situation for the Steelers, especially with the, the depth yep. at the second level. But what would you think of Zayvon Collins or Jamin Davis next to next to Bush with a first-round pick? I love it. And, and to be honest with you, I've got a higher grade on uh, Zayvon Collins, but not by a lot. Uh, Jamin Davis doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's a really good tackler. And when I watch – when I watch both guys play and I start thinking about who looks more like a Steeler linebacker, I'm kind of starting to come around on the fact that maybe Davis is the guy that, that kind of has a better vibe as a Steeler linebacker. There's no one to talk about Zayvon Collins as a pass rusher, but to be honest with you, I just thought he was easy to find. He kind of went down the middle on everybody, and mm-hmm. he wasn't very elusive, very quick. I, mean, I think, Karam- uh, think Owusu Karamola uh, is, a, is a better blitzer and, and more impactful from that standpoint. Um, you know, I think Davis has a chance to be in that regard as well. And I like Zayvon Collins, but I think as a Steeler linebacker, I kind of like Davis maybe a little bit more uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And talking about Jamie Davis out of Kentucky. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting uh, draft class there, and I, I like uh, a lot of those guys. Uh, Lance, I, I know your dad is uh, an offensive line coach. I know that's that's. Mm-hmm. You know where where a lot of your uh, you you probably grew up watching film with your dad, so you know a lot more about that than most people. Uh, the, the offensive tackle class in this draft is is obviously very deep as well, but uh, so is I think the the center position. Uh, what do you what do you how do you kind of stack that up? Yeah, I, I like it. Um, the interior line position in general, I like a lot. I think it's very underrated across the board. I love Landon Dickerson. Problem with Landon Dickerson is he's had injuries on three different years. But in terms of, you know, this is maybe one of the great football character guys in this draft. Just someone who everyone in the room loves. Someone who's tough. He's dependable. Um, he's got a great personality that I think is needed on a team. It can't always be heavy. It's got to be light sometimes. And, and that's what he's able to do. They say he brings that same energy to the practice field every week. I mean, as far as the football is concerned, the size. The talent, Landon Dickerson is an easy first rounder. The problem gets into the medicals, and certainly it doesn't help his case that the medicals were already, you know, considered to be a potential issue that you'd have to keep an eye on, and then he gets hurt, you know, in the playoffs, and and so now it's even, you know, it's it's an even bigger concern I think right now with him. Quinn Miners out of Wisconsin Whitewater, another player who I really love at center along with Creed Humphrey. I think Creed is solid. I think Quinn Miners is good. I think Landon Dickerson has a chance to, to kind of be transformative in, a, in an offensive line uh, room, in a meeting room. So those are three guys right there. And then you start talking about players who could potentially shift to centers, like to the center position, um, like uh, Robert Hainsey from Notre Dame, who I don't particularly care for as a tackle, but all of a sudden when you're talking about as the center – it's a different conversation. Uh, David Moore out of Grambling, big physical guy. When I say big, he's like six one, but he's three thirty, just built. Yeah, like he's a bowling ball. ball. <laughs> oh, I mean, just rock solid and tremendous strength. And he really looked good as a center at the uh, at the Senior Bowl. Josh Myers, 
big, broad player at senior. So if you need a senior, I mean, if you need a center, and Michael Manette out of Penn State, you know, I'm a fan. I think he's going to be a starter in the league fairly early. I think you can find easily uh, five, you know, four who can step in and start right away and then six or seven who are going to be starters in the league at that position. Yeah, another guy that Matt and I have talked about uh, that kind of role is Kendrick Green, uh, Green out of Illinois. Uh, oh, yeah, great call, great call. And, and, you know, he's a guard center. And right now I'm looking at my rankings and I've got him. No, I switched him over to center. You know, I've got him uh, as a 6'2", which is typically more of a, a third, going to be a, a third-round pick, third, fourth. He's going to go in three, I think. And, yeah, great quickness. Um, like him better as a center than a guard. Really, really quick on the zone stuff. I think he's got decent strength if you put him at center position. But um, that's another one that I like a lot. Uh, you guys call that one too because and he's got guard center flexibility, which makes him even more valuable. Yeah, I, I think Humphrey, Dickerson, and Minerts could really be in play with the Steelers' second pick, you know, mid-late yep. second round. And to me, there's a little bit of a tier after those guys, although it is a deep crew. I think tackle's going to be more of a project guy, though. You know, I know you have a lot of tackles you like. It seems like a deeper class than usual. I mean, I think yeah. they can find, you know, a guy for tomorrow in the fourth round or so. Is there some names there you like? Yeah, so that's, you know, I'm with you on that, and I think this is unusual because usually you have your high-end guys. You know, if you want a player, you're going to have to get them inside the top 15. Right. And then after that, it's a little bit of a, you know, it's a little bumpier, and then there's nothing after the second round, you know, maybe in the third. This year, I've got some guys I like. Like, I'm not as high on Panay Sewell as everyone else. Um, I really like Slater. But I like Tevin Jenkins. But, you know, once you get past that first round, uh, uh, tier into more of the second round. There's a guy named Stone Forsythe. I, I thought you were going to bring him up. I've heard you on podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, and and I bring up Stone because I rem- he's a more athletic version of Max Starks because he was a big, you know, Max Starks is big and lumbering and you didn't think he could play, but there he is playing left tackle, one in a Super Bowl. Um, Stone Forsythe is a better. He's 330 pounds, six foot seven, which is you know Max Starksy, but he's a better athlete than Max was. I think Sam Cosme gets beat up a little too much. I think he's going to end up playing in the league and being a starter. Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa. He's played right tackle at Northern Iowa, but he's got the athleticism to play right or left. He's very tall, um, but, you know, to me, from a comp standpoint, he's got some Villanueva to him. So I think that, you know, it's interesting. I just mentioned two Steeler comps with two different types of of tackles, but I think that is the case. I think there are guys that have – um, there's a guy named Josh Gallardo Marshall, who's one of the more talented tackles in the draft, but he's got some, you know, character concerns and character issues. But might be a guy that teams will look at later in the draft. But he's got the talent to be an NFL starter. So, yeah, there are for the first time. I think once you get into the third round, you're still going to have some guys that you could consider to be uh, starter, future starters in the league for sure. Lance, uh, how do you take? How do you look at a guy like like a Walker Little? who really hasn't played football in two years. Yeah, that's hard. Um, so, you know, he didn't play this year. He opted out, uh, which you understand. It was a Pac-12 situation. It's You know, that, that came back later than everything else. and I, I understand that. Uh, there's nothing he could do about 2019. He hurt himself in the middle of the first game of the year. I was disappointed he didn't go compete at the senior ball. I think that was a mistake. I think he needed to show 
who he was and what he could do. And, look, he had a good pro day workout, and that's fantastic. But people want to see him with pads on, taking on other guys with pads on. And so when I wrote him up, I had to use all of his 18 tape, and I, and I, and I used his one game from 19, um, all the reps he had in that one. I think he got hurt in the third quarter. And uh, you're talking about making a – you're really – we're almost having to make projections based on 18 tape, which is outlandish because <laughs> offensive linemen get bigger, stronger. They grow into – you know, they become true men. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was a body. sophomore in 2018. He's yeah, 19, 20 years old. Now he's a 22-year-old man. Well, and, and imagine this. His biggest issue is play strength. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to happen. And so it's very tough. It's a very tough projection. I've got to look at the athletic qualities. I've got to see if there was some growth from 19, 18 and 19 from a strength standpoint, and that's very difficult uh, to figure out. And, and you're walking in blind with this. I mean, he might be a second-round I think he goes in the second, but that could end up being a huge bust in the second. I just, It's a very tough call. And that's on top of whether or not you know, you're okay with his medicals. Lance, I've heard some of your national guys, DJ, Todd, Mel, all those guys, saying, obviously, this was a really strange scouting year. And more so than ever, I know there's communication between a lot of you guys and teams that the teams are asking you guys for advice as opposed to the other way around sometimes, more this year. Uh, you know, I can't really speak. I mean, I talk to I, – I, we. I, I speak to some people in the league where we give – you know, opinions mm -hmm. on players. And I've had people do that in other years. A lot of times coaches will, I've got a relationship with coaches who like to have me as kind of a sounding board. They wouldn't know my opinion on players at their position group because it's, that's kind of, you know, they don't talk to scouts as much. So, and they may trust me because I've known them for years or whatever the case may be. But um, I found it to be a little different. I found that the teams are much more quiet. Hmm. We, I had my conversations with different people earlier in the year but I, I found that the last six weeks has gotten very quiet uh, around the NFL circles with teams that I talk to and uh, at least some of the some of the primary guys I talk to it's, it's been a lot more quiet and it's a really difficult year because you don't have you know you don't have boots on the ground to go into these schools and get the get the information you need on the people like who are these right. players as people um, what do you think of these players as people you're getting less of that personal information on them to create your draft profile than, than in years past in the NFL. And so um, I do think there are, you know, I do think because there's not a, a set group think out there amongst the scouting community when they're on the road, um, some of it's developing with some of the pro days because guys are out there together now. But because of that, that's one of the reasons why you've had, you know, probably more conversations between some of the, 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 the draft guys that put a lot of tape in, you know, put a lot of time in watching tape and some of the, 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 the people who work at NFL teams who trust some of those guys or at least trust their opinion where they're willing to have a back and forth. So uh, it's tough. I've watched more 2019. Never have I watched more tape in the year before the current year. Like I've never <laughs> done that before. And I have to watch 2019 now because there's just not enough games for a lot of these players and there's not enough games against top-level competition. Our guest is uh, Lance Zierlein of uh, NFL.com. He's their draft analyst here. Uh, we're, uh, you're listening to The Drive. Uh, you mentioned that 2019 tape, and one of the guys who's one of the more interesting guys to figure out in this first round, I think he's a first-round guy, and uh, you know, three weeks ago or even uh, you know, two weeks ago, 
he was probably considered one of the top 10 to 15 players in the draft, and now all of a sudden you see his stock dropping a little bit. Is Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. What's, uh, what, what, what do you think about him, and where do you see him going in this draft? I think he could fall out of the first, um, could go back into the first or fall out. It's purely on uh, medicals. He has had an ACL in his background. He is going to have a, a back surgery and, and suppose, well, they say, his agent says he should be back in time for camp. But anytime you tell an NFL team, um, oh, and by the way, I didn't mention to you guys, there's a previous back injury um, on, on his uh, docket as well. So when you start talking about, well, i got a player here with an ACL tear in his background, uh, two back injuries, one of them that's going to require surgery right now, and he opted out and didn't play football this year, and he's a former offensive player with just two years at the cornerback position. Man, that's a lot that's to a get lot of through. Flags, that's, yeah. that's a lot to get through for a, a first-round pick. Um, I think he would have been right there, no worse than the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think he would have fallen past there. Yeah, who knows? He, he may still not. But right now the concern is there's just too many concerns about medical. Now, one team told me, I said, what do you do with him now? And they said, well, we, we wait and see how his medical checks out with us in April when we have the medical combine. We'll see what, you know, we'll see what we see, and we'll make our determination of what we want to do with them from a draft standpoint there. So talent-wise, he's a first-rounder, trait, speed, all that stuff, size. But when you start dealing with unknowns in medical, nothing will make a guy drop faster, uh, especially when you have such little time to really dig in and find out what's going on. So I assume you think Horn and Sertain will go ahead of him. Do you think Newsom is probably going to you know, get the nod over him as well? How about any of the other corners, the Kentucky guy or the Georgia dudes or any of those guys? Yeah, I think, uh, I think Newsom will. And I think yeah. there's an outside chance Eric Stokes from Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, who had a great workout. I mean, a really good workout. workout yeah. I think there's a chance that Eric Stokes can too. Um, I don't see Kelvin Joseph going in the first round from Kentucky, although you never know uh, with, with cornerbacks who have some size and some ball skills. I think I think Farley will go ahead of, you know, Kelvin Johnson. <clears throat> I think he'll go ahead of Tyson Campbell, who's the other uh, Georgia corner, who I actually like a little more than Stokes as a player. But, um, you know, once again, it's all going to be predicated on the medical. People are okay. Sure. If one team is okay with this medical, he'll go on the first. I mean, he's the, he's that talented. But if, if not one – when I say okay, I mean they've got to have no no doubts. But if they do have doubts, they're going to have to back off because it's just too big a concern when you still have some talented players in the first round. So I think Horn is second, Sertan is first, and I think uh, Greg Newsom is third. I, I'm – I feel pretty good that it's going to lock in that way. We're going to ask you, uh, put you on the spot here uh, now, Lance, and and put you in the Steelers draft room. It's round one. The 24th pick is rolling around here. Who are you leaning towards here for the Steelers? Uh, well, I mean, I need to know what the board looks well, like. Well, uh, yeah, there's that. Okay, let, let's Let me say, make it a little easier. Okay, okay go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. No, I've, I've, looked at what, I've looked at what the Steelers have, and I've looked at the – so I go through with contingencies for every team. And I think based on Steeler needs, like I think they're I think they could get a good linebacker potentially, but I'm not sure one's gonna still be on the board. And Micah Parsons is a guy with some character concerns, uh, based on the hazing stuff that jumped off. There's some teams that are really, really 
worried about him. But that guy is just ultra talented. If he were to slide and fall, and I talked to my dad about this. I said, how do Steelers handle character stuff? And he gave me the lowdown on in the draft room what it's like and how the Roonies are brought in and involved. And, and they're the ones who, who, who say, if it's yes, if it's a no, then it's a no. And the guy's off and that's that. So that's going to happen with everyone who has character issues. And it's up to Kevin Colbert and his staff to paint the picture of exactly what you're dealing with with this player. Here's the issues. And then, you know, in the past, the Roonies have decided whether or not he could stay on the board. Um, you know, Karamosa, I think any of the top three linebackers would be, would have to be in consideration. And when I say top three, Collins, you know, Parsons Davis. for me, one, Karamosa, two. Uh, a Caramoa, rather, two, um, three is Javon Collins. I think those, Javon Collins, I think those three. But to me, Jamin Davis, who we also talked about, another consideration. So if one of those four were there, I probably would pull the trigger on that. But depending on how the draft played out and if guys started to fall at some different positions, um, that's a good spot where that could be a trade-out spot again, especially for a team who might be desperate for cornerback. You might be able to get a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a big bump to be able to move back into the second round. So, um, I think that's a, I, I think that's a trade back situation, or grab one of those four linebackers. One of them will be available, I think for sure. It's funny you brought that up because we often talk trade back on the show because there's a lot of needs. Maybe pick up an extra pick. Um, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about. I think Najee Harris is very much in play. I mean, Javante Williams, ATN. I think they should be. Yeah. I think they should be. ATN, I mean, I've heard Steeler fans came after me for putting, uh, um, I can't remember one time I had either ATN or I put Landon Dickerson there. I think Landon would be an awesome for the Steelers culture. But yeah. once again, uh, it's a physical thing. It, you know, you got to check the medical. But, Matt, so much is made of, the idea with analytics, and it's not like Steelers are just going to rely heavily on just analytics. So much is made of, you just don't draft running backs in the first. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Najee Harris and, and Etienne and Javante Williams can make that Steeler running game much better. Oh, I don't man. care who's up yeah. front. Yeah, it's we had Greg Cosell than... on a few weeks ago, and, and, yeah. and he said, look, the, the quickest way to fix your running game is to have a great running back. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> simple. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and of course you got to find a trade partner. That's the that's the whole uh, you know long and short of it, and, and that's sometimes easier said than done. Uh, Lance, we don't we don't want to hold you up here any longer. I know you got a lot of uh, stuff to do, and probably have other radio shows to do. But we appreciate you stopping by here uh, with us and and uh, discussing the draft here. Uh, maybe we can uh, catch you next year at the combine. Hopefully, there's <laughs> one yeah. of those things going on. Yeah. Um, I know. Hopefully, and it's good it's good talking to you guys. I, I should have known with Matt, or we'd be able to actually, you know, talk about play. I didn't have to just answer a bunch of Justin Fields questions. <laughs> Matt Jones. We we yeah. dig a little bit deeper than that, Lance. Yeah, we dig I a little bit deeper. Guys not getting drafted in the first. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we're going to let you go here. We're, Matt and I are going to chat right. about what you had to say, but we appreciate your time. That was uh, Lance Zierlein of uh, NFL.com. Uh, of course, you can check him out. Follow him on Twitter at, at Lance Zierlein, Z-I-E-L-Z-I-E-R-L-E-I-N. Uh, he's always great easy to follow. To find, yeah, easy to find out there. Not easy to spell. Uh, great guy. I've been following his stuff for years, and of course, his uh, his dad was Steelers offensive line coach. Know him as yeah. well. So good stuff. My from year with Lance. the Browns was with uh, Coach Zierline. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Uh, but great to have him on the show. We appreciate him dropping by. And uh, interesting stuff there. Yeah, real interesting stuff. And I've been a big fan of Lance's work. And he and I actually used to do a podcast sort of regularly as guests with uh, Sigmund Bloom, football guys, and always had great back and forth. And I, I listen to him now all the time, too. Really knows offensive linemen, but certainly isn't you know limited to that, too. I mean, he's written, what, 300 profiles or something? Oh, probably more yeah. than that. I mean, right, if, right. again, if you go to NFL.com and, and look up on their draft board, all the prospect write-ups yeah. on there are, are and grades are from Lance. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he has you can go to previous years are yeah. all from Lance too. We really didn't talk about the top of the board stuff there, as he no. mentioned. Right, right. Uh, he has Lawrence as number one. Sure. Uh, obviously, everybody does. He has Pitts as number two. I would as well. He only has five guys in this draft with a grade of seven or more. Seven Seven's or a huge number Seven's for a, them. That's yeah. an elite grade. So it's it's Lawrence, Pitts, Devontae Smith, hmm. Jamar Chase, and Patrick Sertain. Okay. Those are his his top guys. And Parsons comes in at six eight nine. They mentioned Parsons yeah. too. I mean, uh, he has a Wosu Koromoa at six eight uh, six eight two, so not far behind. I thought it was interesting when you asked him. You know, for the first round with the Steelers, there are going to be some linebackers, in, including JOK, Davis, Collins. I don't think Parsons is even in. the No, mix, he's not going to be in the conversation. Those three would be in the conversation. They're tempting. Yeah, I mean, they really are. Yeah, they, they are going to be, and as I mentioned with Farley as well, um, yeah. man, yeah, that, that's a tough. Boy, you'd it, love to have Farley, those three, and the three backs, and trade the 35 and just get yeah. whoever's there. You know? or, yeah, even if you have to go, you know, okay, we can only go back to 28 and get whatever you know, it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever it would be. Sure. If you get to that point and, and there's seven or eight guys, again, this, the way the Steelers will do this is they'll have a 24 man board. Mm -hmm. If, yeah, if there's five because they pick twenty fourth, there, if sure. there's if there's you know ten of those guys still available, then you can easily trade back to especially know. if it's three of them are running backs. I mean, right. they're, they're not all going to go. Teams may be considering a running back yeah. early in this draft, and most of them have huge other needs. Yeah, Jets, so Miami, you know. Yeah, uh, going to be interesting. I can't, I can't wait. I mean, I'm glad he mentioned trade back though. Yeah, like, we mentioned that a lot. We're three weeks out now from the from day two. I think two two weeks out from day two of the draft. Today's yeah. April 9th. Yeah, I think it's well. No, it's the end of it's, it's three, the end of the month. Three weeks. Yeah, three yeah. weeks out from the end of the month. I can't wait. No, right. It's gonna be good stuff. Because then after the draft, we get to see football for real again. We actually go to hopefully see rookie practices and, and all that stuff. All right? that good stuff. Yeah. And optimism uh, abound across the NFL. Everybody's gonna be happy. Couldn't believe this guy was available. Oh, couldn't yeah. believe that guy was no, available. Right. Really no. happy with our draft. Nobody's ever walked in and said, "Man, we screwed that up." No, right. <laughs> and Lance has been around it his whole life. I mean. He kind of said it without saying it, too. He mentioned medicals quite a few times. Yeah. He mentioned character, character a couple few times. You know, that, boy, we can't imagine. Fans are like, how did that guy fall to the third round? Well, there's some things. There's there's <laughs> medicals. There's yeah. character. Right. Um, maybe you don't want him in your building. It, it or maybe you just don't have a whole up. lot of information on the guy. Well, that, there's going to be a lot of that this year, too. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, just, there's going to be some... Some ties are going to be broken. Some leaps of no faith. More. Yes, absolutely. You know, Which will be interesting. When we look back in this draft five, ten years from now, we might be like, 
everybody liked this guy in the fourth round. He ended up being a five-time Pro Bowler, but yeah. there just wasn't much information. So you took someone at his position. Ahead, you know, a tie comes down to the two, they took this one. You know, tie comes down to the two, you take that one, and that guy falls. It's going to happen. It's going to happen this year, maybe more so than, than any year previously mm-hmm. because of that not having that combine information. But uh, interesting stuff from Lance. We appreciated him stopping by. That, But that's going to do it for this segment. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, a couple of uh, – on this segment, uh, I wanted to go over a couple of NFL.com uh, articles that are yeah. out there. Uh, the first one is by Greg Rosenthal, and he has the AFC roster reset, the uh, conference hierarchy heading into the 2021 draft. Okay. As a they sit pre-draft. Yeah, we're, uh, as right. we said, we're about three weeks out. Free agency is largely – yeah, they'll be some right fill-in-the-gap guys, yeah. but right, the big dogs have landed. Yeah, it's largely on hold now until after the draft. So, what you know, this is what based on what people's rosters are right now. So, he has two teams above everybody else in the AFC. Okay. That would be Kansas City and Buffalo. I wouldn't argue that one bit. I'm not sure Kansas City's better. I feel like they... They don't have any tackles right now. Right. <laughs> That's a bit of an issue. They're a powerhouse. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But I think there's a chance we could look back at Kansas City and say, wow, I'm surprised they only won one. You know, yeah. like there's teams creeping up on them. Things don't last like they the They don't New England, last long. I mean, you know, if you think back about it, like in 2010, yeah, the Packers win the Super Bowl. They beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. This is just the first of many for sure, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is like yeah. Mahomes. And they've competed – Pretty much every year, Rodgers has gotten hurt a couple sure, of years. Sure, they're going to be good, but they've been they've been good, they've been competitive, but they haven't gotten back to that Super Bowl. And Rodgers was that kind of talent, the oh. same kind of talent as Mahomes, without question. And the obvious example, I've never seen. I mean, I'm 47 years old. The only quarterback that I've seen storm the league like Mahomes is Marino. I mean, he was the same way, yeah. different style, but setting records as rookies and things yeah. like that. Again, oh, he, he Super Bowl first, you know, right. first, and then never again. Montana and, Mar- and Marino are going to go every year. Well, mm-hmm. one of them kind of did. <laughs> it's yeah, it's tough. So, but the Bills are legit. The Bills are legit. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, his grouping of teams, then after that, he has two teams at playoffs or bust. Okay, Baltimore and Cleveland. I think Baltimore's earned that. I don't know that Cleveland has. I don't know that Baltimore is a better team right now than they were last year. I think they're worse. I think they're a worse team than they were. I do, too. Their only upgrade has been 
Zeitler. Zeitler guard. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, I mean, yeah, they've kept everything else. The, the secondary is still the same. It's still very good. They haven't lost a lot. Yeah. Um, the but edge guys, they've lost a couple. Judon and Ndokwe. They didn't upgrade at wide receiver. Sammy Watkins has to play. Right. I mean, and, and even at that. He's not the superstar no. that he was. You know, or and they don't, they don't have any edge rushers. No, many edge rushers. No. Uh, they do have a lot of second-year players. You know, they right. have a lot of draft guys that should get better. And But I don't think this is the case. Has the league – well, from a year ago, the league has figured out their offense more than it did one yes. year ago. Yeah. You know, you see a lot more. It was more not nearly as explosive last year no, as it had been. no. Um, and is Orlando Brown going to be back? I mean, are they going to have to – he still could go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the Browns. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I like what they've done. I think they're a better team than when we saw last. They added some defensive so, pieces. Yeah. And, you know, there's – Well, I mean, again, they get, they've they got some more holes to fill as well. I think they need an edge rusher opposite Garrett. I think they'll need – I think that'll be their first-round pick. Yeah. It's funny, and now that you've said that, we did a segment with Lance Zerline who mentioned 24 might be a good trade-back spot. I could see somebody wanting to come on and get Jalen Phillips or Owe or Pay to get ahead of Cleveland. Yeah, you know? right. absolutely. Uh, then he has the teams listed as playoff contenders. It's Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. the Chargers. Obviously, these are not in alphabetical order. Right, right. The Titans, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Raiders. I don't disagree with that. It's a pretty big tier. I might split it, that up into two tiers. It, it's a big tier, and I think if you, I think you look at that from the the top four teams, and then the the next four teams. Yeah, I'm saying the Raiders they, to me is. Yeah, your top four teams are the Colts, Steelers, Chargers, Titans. Yes, agreed. And then the I don't next know where I'd put the Patriots. Yeah, the next tier is Dolphins, Patriots, Broncos, Raiders. Broncos and Raiders are clearly the last two for me. Yeah, and, and really Miami, I mean, quarterback. Yeah. Indy quarterback, you know, I mean, if if you could tell me Rivers or Wentz is going to play, Patriots well, quarterback, Patriots quarterback, you know, yeah, right. Broncos quarterback, Broncos huge quarterback. Yeah, um, I like the Chargers out of that group a lot. I mean, really, if you look at it from a from a consistency standpoint, the Steelers, Chargers, Titans, and Raiders are all pretty set at quarterback. You know what they're going to get from at you those, think? Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Uh, Good you point. know, um, and then those other the other four teams are all like question marks at the biggest position on the mm-hmm. on the field the Steelers have a little bit of a, a a parachute too with their defense you know if things go wrong they can still they can grind out tight games and things like that and I think that's Denver's the thing got a little bit of that there seems to be this feeling among Steelers nation that the Steelers defense has been gutted in free agency right right, right. I don't understand that Yes, two starters. Bud Dupree is a, is a loss but they knew that was going to happen this has been prepared for right Cameron, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Stephen Nelson, they cut him. They cut him. They cut Vince Williams, too. They cut Vince Williams. Right. Vince Williams played, you know, 50%, uh, 60% of the snaps last year. They got Alulu back. That was one of the ones that people were panicking over. He played 45% of the snaps last year. Let's mm-hmm. not forget. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was a full-time player. Bush returns. Losing Mike Hilton, to me, you didn't have Mike Hilton for large stretches last year. I, I'd rather have Sutton on the field. And I'd Hilton. rather have Sutton. Yeah, I mean. Depth worries me. And well, depth is definitely – but depth was a concern last year. I was going to say, you and I were very concerned. What's your biggest concern about the Steelers going in? The, we both said defensive yeah, who, depth. Who's the, who's the backup inside linebacker? Who's the backup outside linebacker? Mm-hmm. Right, you know, right, right. These are the same questions we're asking now. We Third still think the, the the defensive line is the same group that was there last year. Oh, yeah. They've Cam got, and Hewitt and, and Alulu will be yeah. fine. You and know, they've right. got some depth there. I think you're going to get more out of Wormley in his second year. And I the other think, guys played last yeah. year. So you, you have a better idea of that. 
You're going to have to find a backup inside or inside backer. Maybe a starter. Maybe a starter. Right. You got to find a backup outside linebacker. Yep. A third safety, maybe on a corner. Yeah, I mean, but these are these are things that they were going into last year looking for, and then all of a sudden, you know, right before training, they signed Sean Davis yeah. at the end of, at the end of training camp. They, you know, they they found ways to to fill those depth spots. Uh, there's five or six veterans out there. I was looking the other day that you could get really cheap right now. Like a name I, I text you, sign Ryan Kerrigan. Yeah, give him three million. Be your third outside give linebacker. Us, give us ten one, to fifteen rushes a game. That's it, and be yeah. a leader in a young room. You yeah. know, you've been around the block. There's a lot of those type of guys that they'll fill in those blanks. Um, I do think though, you got an extra game. Depth is going to be tested. Depth is going to be tested. There's not no doubt. To take lightly. But a defense that includes Hayward, Watt, Tuit. Uh, Fitzpatrick, Hayden. This, Bush, this is right, still right. A, this is still a very good defense, folks. Yeah, I mean, all your fantasy drafts. This might be the first defense taken. They've led the league in sacks what three years in a row. Yeah, you know that's not. They get takeaways. Right, you know, right, 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 there, right. There's a lot there to like. Um, yeah. So the fact the, the for people thinking that Steelers defense is suddenly going to go to being 20th in the league. Right. Get out of here. Even mediocre. Yeah. Get out of right. here. It's still right. going to be a top 10 defense. Oh, I would definitely bet on that. Um, and I think the Chargers are a team that's on. Yeah, that's a first name. time head coach. Yeah, I I like what they're doing a lot. Would you put money on the Chargers winning the AFC West? If you gave me great odds, um, have they? They've closed the gap though a little bit. They have, and they did. You know, it's yeah, it's it's I there. Mean, if it's four to one or something like that, I mean, if it's a big payoff, I would put money on the Chargers to go to the playoffs. I mean, I think they're one of the top seven. Yeah. I so, think only one comes out of the South. Yeah, I think the South's bad. Going to be bad. South's bad. Right? I mean, when you're, when you're great. the Colts and you're betting on Carson Wentz, yeah, there's a reason why the Colts, the Titans, they're in this grouping. Oh yeah, those are your top two teams in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. And I, if they were in, if they the were air. in any other division, I don't know if they make the playoffs. I mean, I'm not predicting this, but I mentioned it off the air. I might put ten bucks on the Jags to win that division because you'll get some kind of log on odds. Yeah. They're not going to finish if, last. What if Wentz throws twenty five <laughs> picks? You know yeah. what I mean? Or yeah. Or what if Wentz gets hurt? Or if he gets what's hurt. their what's their backup plan? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the kid they drafted last year. It would be Easton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's not very good. See, I think Tennessee took a big step back. And I think Tennessee's got issues. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, then you're looking at. Uphill battle to the playoffs. They might as well say no chance in hell of making the playoffs. <laughs> That would be the Jets, Bengals, Jaguars, Texans. The Texans are the worst of that group. I mean, we haven't talked much about the Watson situation, but at a minimum, he's going to be suspended, don't you think? I would think, yeah. I mean, he's going to miss some time. And even even if he plays, he's not happy there to begin with. And he was remarkable last year, but I don't know how they win three games. At this point for him, he almost has to play for the Texans this year. And put up good tape. And put and up good tape and say, okay, look, I, this is all behind me now. Right. I, this is who I am on the field. You know, I he, mean, if he doesn't play a snap, they're going to pick first. Yeah. If he plays a snap, they might win five. Yeah, they might pick might. fifth. Right, maybe. <laughs> you know, but if, he puts a, if he's Superman. They've signed a bunch of oh, table scraps and they're right, hoping right, to turn right, it into right. a, a, a five-course meal, and that's just not going to happen. No, new coach. I mean, it's bad. And the Bengals, uh, you know, they've done some good things, but they were yeah, starting. Right, right, right. They were starting from so low mm-hmm. that you know they, they basically blew it up. Right. This I is think what the Bengals and Jets are going in the right direction. This is what happens when you when you quote unquote blow it up. Just blow it up and start over. That's a nightmare. It's a climb to get back out of that. 
because everybody else can sign free agents and draft people too. It's not right, just right, you're right. not the only team. I mean, Miami's starting to climb out of theirs. The Browns have finally climbed out. Miami's climbing out of it because they got fortunate that some teams decided, hey, we're going to, you know, give you a, a – the, the, the Texans. Well, they were lucky the Texans stunk. Yeah. The Texans say, hey, we're going to give you 17 draft picks for, you know, this guy. And, and that, we're going to yeah. have a terrible year and give you a third pick in the draft. Yeah. Which is very helpful. I mean, they're very quarterback dependent too. Yeah. You know. So, interesting. Uh, but Jacksonville's I, you know. a team of that group I would – have the highest hope for for this year. First time head coach at the NFL. Level. I mean, I'm talking makes, like six wins though. Yeah, it makes it makes me a little nervous when oh, you're, yeah. you know you you've never first of all you've left every other coaching job that you've ever had because it's been too stressful. <laughs> yeah, now you're going to take on an NFL team where the players you got players who are making as much if not more than you, mm-hmm. and you got to try to massage those egos. It's a different game. That is a different game, and Lawrence could be the savior. Um, but he could also go out there in his first year like Peyton Manning or, or Troy Aikman how many throw 25 interceptions. Had a really rough first year. Or even Joe Burrow. Burrow was great. How many games did Cincinnati win last year? Four? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Before he got killed. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, can he last the whole 17? And It's tough. It's tough, yeah. Interesting, though, that, uh, that yeah, that's how they, they break out, how things come out right now. We'll see what that's like after the draft. I disagree with much, much of it, though. No, no. You know, right. But, again, the people saying that the Steelers are, are well, they haven't got no chance of making the playoffs, and this is – Seven of those 16 are going to the postseason. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure those last four you mentioned aren't going to be one of them, so seven of those 12 are going. Yeah. Yeah. Take your chances. Take your chances. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah uh, put out his – Mock draft part three, his third one. I want to throw something out there because this morning or yesterday, I was listening to Evan Silva's podcast, and the, the whole podcast was on making bets, draft bets, draft prop bets. And they had this expert on who's broken down mocks for like the last 10 years. <laughs> and they asked him, I'm like, who's the most predictive guy out there? And they're like, used to be Mayock, now it's Jeremiah. By a light years, you know, like and, and and DJ always says he mocks with his ears, he does his fifty with his eyes. So this is just what he's hearing. Yeah, and there's a lot of proof for these people that really put time into it that if he's hearing these things, I bet he's not as far off as most mocks. He has, uh, he does have a, a little note here at the top of his mock. He said this mock is a projection of where I believe players will go. Right, what he's hearing. Not necessarily a re- reflection of my opinion as to where players should go. Right, I, I bet he has Mac Jones going third, but he has Mac Jones like his thirty-second best player. Right, I mean, yeah, perfect example. Right. Uh, okay, so he has Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two, Mac Jones three, mm-hmm. Trey Lance four. See, I just did a mock, too, and I put a quarterback there. I, w- I didn't do any uh, trades. So I think there's a real good chance, or a, a chance Atlanta takes a quarterback. I think it's a 50-50 conversation. But I think it's a better than 50% chance a quarterback goes there. It's interesting Probably as well. Atlanta, though. Just this week, both Fields and Lance said that they're going to have a second pro day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Lance didn't run at his pro day. Right. Uh, we know Probably that he's regretting that. We know that he's fast. Oh, sure. We just don't know how fast. Because Fields did run. Because Fields did run, and he was fast. He was real fast. Four, yeah. four, four. Four, four, like four, yeah, fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you may see. They might be fighting it out. Yeah, you may see that. So that's why that's happening now. Like, all of a sudden, with with everybody saying that the 49ers are going to take Jones three, mm-hmm. now you got Fields and Lance going, well, I don't want to be five. I mean, DJ saying they're going to take Jones at three, and Schefter saying they're going to take Jones at three. 
Schefter's not wrong very often. <laughs> not about something like that, yeah. No. Um, but they know who they're taking. Yeah, they're not, it's still not up in the air for them. They know, right? So I mean, the difference between being the fourth quarterback taken and the fifth quarterback taken could be ten spots. Could be, and certainly some money. Could be at least at least five spots. Mm-hmm. And again, that's you know with with everything slotted in there, the difference between those five spots is four or five million dollars yeah, in signing right, right, bonus, right, right. that kind of stuff. It's worth running another forty for that. Yeah, I'll go <laughs> I'll and run a forty. Run yeah, a 40 for a <laughs> it's funny too. Mike Lombardi is also dialed in. He's been reporting the last couple of days that Washington is really considering going all in for that four spot. I mean, they'd have to give up a lot. They would have to give up a lot, but they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback, yeah. and if it doesn't mean – if it's just draft picks and you don't have to give up Chase Young, that'd be a great landing spot. Yeah, and everybody was talking about Carolina, you know, potentially being that team that moves up now that they've I traded for Sam Darnold. Yeah, go pound salt. So now maybe you trade up with Carolina to get that fifth quarterback. Potentially. I mean, once if, if someone goes at four – I think a quarterback will go at four, yeah. either to Atlanta, Denver, New England, So Washington. any of the spots between – I mentioned Lance goes fourth here on Jeremiah's. Any of the spots between five and eight could be a, for could be a quarterback. Too. Yeah, could be a as spot. As soon as Atlanta there. makes a deal right. or makes a pick. So he has Cincinnati taking Kyle Pitts. I would take Pitts over Sewell. I don't know if you agree with that. Chase would be my third pick of those three for Cincy. He has Dolphins, the Dolphins in at six taking Jamar Chase. Understandable. Yeah. It's, Both those teams just sit back and get a great non-quarterback. Yeah. At seven, the Lions take Justin's fields. And he says this could be a trade spot with some teams picking. Get ahead of Denver. Yeah, get ahead of Denver. and I don't know if Denver can sit at eight and get the fifth quarterback. They're at nine. They're at nine. Okay. Yeah. Who's eight? Carolina. Oh, right, right, okay. Carolina at eight takes Rashawn Slater. I'd say Carolina sets up really well, too, that they're going to get a great non-quarterback. How about that? He has Slater going at eight. Yeah, that's how I'd take Sewell, though. Sewell goes at nine to Denver. Okay. I would take Sewell before Sewell. Yeah. But uh, whatever. I mean, yeah. he's had Slater ranked ahead of him from the beginning. Uh, at 10, he has the, the Cowboys taking Quiddy Pay. Hmm. You always see Sertain there. Yeah. But uh, something on defense makes sense. 11 is Devontae Smith to the Giants. I don't know that they would do that. Well, I guess if Slater, if Slater and Sewell are gone, they just signed Kenny Galladay. Yeah. I mean, they have other needs. I think that's most likely an O-lineman, but maybe it's a defensive player. I guess Pay's gone in this one, too. Yeah, right. They need edge. At 12, Philadelphia takes Sertain, first cornerback off wow. the board. I bet he goes earlier than that, but I would understandable. So. At 13, the Chargers take J.C. Horn. No cornerback around here. I love where they sit. They could yeah. get Slater. They could get Horn. They could get Yeah, 13's not a bad spot because right. all those quarterbacks are going to go ahead of you pushing some of these other we'll guys down. take the best one left. And they don't need a wide receiver. But I think it wouldn't kill them. Wouldn't, no, it wouldn't hurt them to get one. Smith or Waddle. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that for Herbert. Or Pitts would fall. Right, right, right. We'll, we'll battle with the Chiefs, the first one to 50. And yeah. <laughs> At 14, he has the Vikings taking Jalen Phillips. I think he's the best edge in this class. You always see Vera Tucker there. But if he's a guard, he can get a guard later. I mean, if he's truly a guard. Yeah, right. He's a good player. Uh, At 15, he has the Patriots taking Micah Parsons. I can see that. I don't know if I'd pass on Waddle, though, if I'm them. They have no offensive weapons. He's so available. Parsons is kind of linebacker, though. Yeah. High tower, you know, big. Uh, That would be a good pick for the Giants. Who's that? Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. They even drafted one since Carl Banks. Yeah. Right. Uh, at 16, he has the Cardinals taking Waddle. I can see that. I think they'd love Horn. I don't think he'll be there. Yeah. 
They've got all kinds. I mean, they've got receivers like crazy. They do, but can you count on A.J. Green? No. I don't know. They're, They're kind Hopkins. of an odd team. You got Hopkins, you got Kirk, for. you got, I mean, they've drafted. Yeah. They've, they've got guys. They're a hard team to mock for, yeah. though, if Horn's not there. 17, the Raiders take Jeremiah Owosu koromoa Real quick, I actually, in my mock, I had Arizona taking Newsom. Just, their, their corner needs pretty big. Yeah. Korom, uh, Owosu koromoa to the Raiders. That's where I had him go, too. Yeah. He's a hard one to slot, mm-hmm. but they need everything. Yeah. The Dolphins take Gregory Rousseau. Okay. I'm not big on Rousseau. Um, he did a, the ten yard split on him was one point five seven seconds. So right. even though he didn't run a great forty, by two strides, for yeah, him. he's quick <laughs> right. out of his stance, yeah, and yeah. boom, boom, he's there. I didn't realize his with the long arms. Quick, yeah, yeah. That, that's nice. That makes that that adds up to why he gets so many sacks. I mean, he's sure he's on you, yeah, <laughs> quick. <laughs> that length, it's yeah. like a big long receiver that runs yeah. past cornerbacks. Well, he only runs a four or five, yeah, but his he's taking three strides and he's already you know yeah. It's like Mike Evans, like maybe he doesn't run great, but once he opens it up, you see those five-yard markers going by pretty quick yeah. as he's striding through them. Uh, Washington then they, takes Elijah Vera Tucker. That would be great. Yeah. I, I think Darisaw has a chance there. You know, uh, Jenkins, they could probably take just best offensive lineman available and plug him in somewhere on that front. The Bears take Greg Newsom. Fine. Yeah, I mean, Fuller they cut. It's, they're kind of a mess. Uh, the Colts then grab Darisaw. I bet they'd be thrilled with They would that. be absolutely yeah, ecstatic. ecstatic yeah. right. Uh, the Titans, he has taking Farley. It makes sense because yeah. they, they've waited on Jeffrey Simmons in the past, and th- their history shows that they will do that. Yeah, and very very they, talented player. And they've restructured their total pass defense. You know, Bud Dupree and Adoree Jackson's gone, and you know. Uh, at 23, he has the Jets taking Aziz Ojolari. I think that will be a... Edge type guy. Edge type guy, yeah. I mean, you remember, that's a Robert Sala defense. Bosa, you know, the, yeah. the, that's what, how they were built in San Francisco. I know you're not as high on him, but... I, I mean, there's a lot to like there. He's my top, like, true 3-4 outside linebacker. I'm not sure who all Because I don't think the other there. guys are... I think the other guys that you look at as those first-round type mm-hmm. guys are more 4-3 ends. The two Miami guys, Quiddy Pay. Pay and Phillips are my favorite, too. And they're more four three end. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know. You might have said that about Bud coming out too. I mean, at his weight, but he was. He, he was he so dropped some. Yeah, he was. He dropped in the car. I, I like. I've I've been looking. I broke these down last night. Uh, dropped and 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 put the rankings out today. My final rankings on the edge guys. So I went through and looked at how much everybody dropped. Mm. Uh, and that was a determining factor sure, sure. for me. And and he dropped more than. More than the other guys, guys yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a little lighter, too. So. No, I, I could see that be the Jets pick. Uh, but I don't think he's not going to be. I don't think the Steelers are going that route in the first round. either. Yeah. Uh, at 24, he has the Steelers taking Tevin Jenkins. Which is, All the running backs are available. Yeah, yeah. I think that plays a factor into this whole thing. If there's three sitting there. You if there's, if all three one. are sitting there, then you start thinking, okay, maybe we can get one of the three at 55, or if we have to trade up a little bit. And, Once and, two fall, we yeah. start to get aggressive. Um, but That's if none go ahead of them, then you go say, okay, we can we can take that chance and just take the best. The guy with the highest grade on yeah. a position that's hard to find. At a position in need, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't need a guard, but he could be. I mean, if Castro gets hurt in camp or something, I mean, he could also be a He's guard. He's probably going to be one of your top five. Right. Somewhere. Right, right. right. Yeah. Other than center. And that has a lot of value. That's the only problem, other other than center. Yeah, I see the center, right. Yeah. Right. 
that to I, that's where I keep that's coming. That's why I don't go tackle. That's why I, I, I just why I just don't go tackle because the need he's special enough. You know, the need is 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 at center mm-hmm. because you don't. I mean, you got B.J. Finney. I mean, if, with all respect to Tevin Jenkins, is he better than Banner or Chooks right now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, maybe, but I mean, he's a rookie. Uh, at twenty five, he has the Jaguars taking Trevon Moerig. We've seen that a lot. Yeah, and their safeties were awful last year. Twenty six, the Browns take Jamin Davis. Hmm. Wouldn't love to see that. I, I think that's an, <laughs> I always put an edge guy there, but that's their other. That makes team. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. He's gonna uh, go in the first round. At twenty-seven, the Ravens take Jason Owa. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. They. That doesn't really fit there. I mean, DJ knows better than I do. He's the worst work for the Ravens, but they take Terrell Suggs, who doesn't test well, and yeah. you know uh, the dude that. But had a bunch of sack. Of, like he knows how to get to the quarterback. More than they yeah. Do numbers, but he might know something. Uh, the Saints at twenty-eight take Asante Samuel Jr. They could use a corner. Was that five corners now in the first round? Yeah, which is maybe a little more realistic than some of the other stuff that we've seen coming yeah. out. Where yeah, two right, go right. or three go. Yeah. Uh, at twenty-nine, the Packers take Landon Dickerson. They lost their center. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you you always see corner or receiver there, but I don't know who that would be. Yes, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers would like a center too. He wouldn't mind center. They've had a good one for a while. Yeah. <laughs> At 30, the Bills take Joe Tryon. I can see that. Joe Tryon creeping back up into the first round. Yeah. And they have enough up front. They don't have to play that guy a lot. It could be a designated pass rusher, bring him along slow. At 31, the Chiefs take Kelvin Joseph. Wow. That's six cornerbacks in the first round. The guy had them taking Cosme, which made more sense to me. I mean, uh, corners are valuable. Yeah. And you do have the Chargers in your division. Right, you right, right. Be Denver's got some guys. Denver's too. got guys, yeah. yeah. At thirty-two, then the the uh, Buccaneers finish off the first round with Elijah Moore. Wow, Rich would get richer. Rich would get richer. Maybe then they don't re-sign Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, I would think you wouldn't at that point. Yeah, and then they could go almost any direction. Yeah, I mean they got all twenty-two starters back from yeah. from last year, so you know, and in that situation, no running backs in the first round, which would be fine. If you're the Steelers, you would like to see that that would allow you. I, to you me, stick and pick at 24, and all the backs are still available. Yeah. Okay. In that situation, if you do go tackle, then you're going running back in the second round for sure, and you may have to. But trade. I'm only taking one of those three. Yeah, and you may I'm have not to. Taking Sermon. You may have to trade up to do it, or mm-hmm. you might not. I mean, again, you'll have to wait and see what happens there early in round two. Yeah. If, you know, to see if you have to pull the trigger. Williams could fall. Williams could fall. Hey, man, one of the other two guys, ATN, could fall, or you, right. know, you know, never know. Um, I mean, if it, if it went this way, you pick 24th, three of those 23 would have to be running backs. Yeah. I, mean, I could easily come with 20 names that could go. And then in round three, you're definitely probably looking at a Kendrick Green type as your, as your center. Possibly, yeah. I mean, there could be good linebackers there, too. There could be good linebackers, but that's... A, that's but that's one of the problems taking a tackle at one. Right, yeah. Like God. You could get tackles, you could get a Walker Little and... You know, round two or three, you could get the brown kid from from Northern North, Iowa, Northern Iowa right. in round three. Yeah, you're not getting a great inside linebacker at that. Well, you're not getting you know, a running. Back. You're not getting a running back. The only back, I, and I'm starting to warm up to him a little, is Trey Sermon. He's definitely my four for the Steelers. I don't know if he would be on a generic board with Carter and Gainwell and those yeah. types. I could, if you told me. I can promise you Sermon will be there in the third round. 
which I don't know that you can. I don't think I'd use a two on him. I'd take Ramonde Stevenson there, too. Yeah, I think he's also in that, that yeah. mold. Like, if you miss out one of those two in the third round, but I'm not using my second on him. No. You know, no, he's once not going to be there in fourth. Yeah, once, a, once, once you get through round two, if none of those three guys are there, you're, you're taking a pass in round two on a running back position. And then you're really playing musical chairs – you know, and hoping, hoping, and hoping. Yeah. You're waiting around and for him to fall. Because it's I a long way. Sermon. It's a long drop to go from 55 down to 87. It's 32 it picks. I mean, you look around the league and say six teams need running backs, and three of them already took them. You're probably safe. You could see. But you could, see could somebody else just are. take one? Just because, hey, we're going to 17 games this year. We need to get somebody else. Buffalo grabs one. We're or, you know yeah, our right. our backup guys making some money here. We can get cheaper at the position. Mm-hmm. Or. Miami or the Jets have a million picks, and they're like, oh, we can't believe he's there. We'll take him. Yeah, we'll just take him. He's a good right, value. Right, right, right. So it's all it's all based on that. Again, that's that's largely why I'm kind of shying away from tackle the tackle position here. I don't like the ripple effects. No, it's nothing against Evan Jenkins. Right, good and, football player. And first round tackles make a lot of economic sense. I mean, you don't want to have to pay those guys. Yeah, it's just I'm not sure that, that works out as well for the big picture draft. Yeah. Well, we will do. Our mock draft, All right. our Friday mock draft, uh, right after this. But we're going to take a break here. We're, uh, that'll do it for this uh, edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. For my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Rick here on site, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is mock draft time. End our week. We're running out of time on the mock drafts. We've done a lot of them. 20 days until until draft. Can't wait. Moving along. Can't wait. Uh, but we are drafting today off of uh, Pro Football Focuses. I, I just like we the way. Done that in a while. Yeah. I like their interaction, and I found a thing on there that you can actually adjust it off of their rankings and go with more of a, a public, a public yeah, public Good. opinion on this stuff. So. <clears throat> the running backs don't get pushed down quite as far. Because we're such in the running back market, it's just a little bit cheating knowing you can get guys later. Yeah, than, we will oh, just take, take somebody else and get that guy in round two. Right. It's not going to work. Najee Harris in the third. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Okay, so uh, we're picking here at 24. Uh, and couple, they have trades? They have trades. Yeah, okay. The pick's right ahead of us. Uh, Zayvon Collins went to Washington. Makes that a little easier decision. Uh, Samuel Cosme went to the Bears. Micah Parsons falls all the way to the Colts. Wow, that would have been an interesting conversation. Yeah. Christian Barmore goes to the Titans. Gregory Rousseau goes to the Jets. Okay. Uh, None of those break my heart. No, no, not at all. Uh, So the top guys available, uh, according to their rankings here, Trayvon Morig, Rashad Bateman, Mm -hmm. Awosu Koromoa still available. That's an interesting conversation. Elijah Moore, Greg Newsom, Jason Newsom would be interesting to me. Yeah. A uh, bunch of tackles there, including Tevin Jenkins. Uh, let's see. What's your thoughts on JOK versus J- Jamin Davis? You had to pick between. You had to pick between those two. Ooh, what do I? It, well, again, it depends on what team it is. 
No, for the Steelers. I'm okay yeah. for the Steelers. I go with the bigger guy. I want the length. I want. I want the, the length. Height. I yep. want the. They're both rangy. There's no doubt about oh, yeah. that. But um, I don't want two short guys. <laughs> yeah, I just don't <laughs> want two small inside right. backers. Yep. You'd be really fast. Right, but there's a lot of tight ends out there that are. But Jamin fine, Davis right. is really fast too. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so. Cal Pitts might be in the division. You know, right. Right. That that would also <laughs> right, all of a sudden. Right. Hey, we got to we got to find somebody that's going to be able to match up against that guy. Exactly. And you already got Andrews. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, the running backs, all three are still there. Okay. Uh, we have three trade offers. Let's listen. Let's see what's up there. So the Giants are on the clock, or on, the, or they're on the phone. They have the forty-second pick. They got forty-two, seventy-six, one sixteen. Forty-two is a way to fall. It's a way to fall from twenty-four. If it's price is right. I'm listening. Yeah. And if they want to give me forty-two and seventy-six, I, I would think listen that for sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. We also have the Chargers on the phone. They have pick forty-seven. That's a long. They got 47, 77, 97, 118. Okay. I'd rather talk to the Giants. Uh, and then the Rams, are they, Rams don't pick up to 57. We're not interested in that right. at all. Unless they're offering Aaron Donald. Yeah. So, do we want to go down to 20, from 24 to 42? Is that the Giants? That's the Giants. I think you can get more than 76 for that. See, here's the thing. The Giants, the Giants have 42, 76, and then 116. Whereas the Chargers have 47, 77, and 97 that they've acquired. Mm. It's a comp pick, third-round comp, and then they have 118. My suggestion when I was just thinking from a Giants perspective, I want two, three, and next year's three. See if you they, think that's too risky. See if they do, see if they take it. That's a long way to drop at a premium spot in the draft. Now, I'm not giving up any other picks. No. I mean, you can have a. Six or seventh or something. If that yeah, gets I'll, I'll toss in our seventh because we get three picks out of. Or t- yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Let's see if they go for it. They accepted it. Uh, that's the going rate. So we got their two, their three, and next year's three for our one. For our one and two fifty four, which was right. yeah, almost the last pick in the draft. That's bad radio, anyways. Yeah. Saves us from having to do right. that. All right, so we're going to resume the draft. Let's see who the Giants took there with that pick. Um, and we're back up at 42 here, but uh, the Giants... I mentioned a couple times, if they trade out at 24, I would bet it's someone looking for an edge. Or Actually, maybe tackle. the Giants came up to take Trevon Moerig. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Because um, they're often mocked to the Jags, who... I can see that. The Browns took Aziz Ojolari, just yeah. to run you through the division here, and the Ravens take Travis Etienne. That makes no sense at all. Well, I guess a little. They use multiple backs. They use multiple backs, and Ingram's gone. I can't see that happening. Oh, and the Buccaneers took Najee Harris. I can see that happening. Yeah. we Obviously, we're not on the uh, – oh, we're back up on the clock here at 42. Is Javante still That means Javante Williams is still there. We got five trade offers now. I don't know that I'm listening anymore. Owosu Koromara is still available. Wow. When's our next pick, though? 55. And this is? 42. Ooh. Who's on? Who's on? Let me see who's on the phone here. You got the Cowboys at forty-four. Okay, that's not bad. I mean, we could probably get something. You know, they've got forty-four, seventy-five, ninety-nine, one fifteen. San Francisco's in between, though. San Francisco could be in the market for a running back. They could. Javante Williams isn't their style, but I don't know that that matters in this kind of software. Yeah. That, you know. Um. um yeah. We've also got uh, I mean, I'd be Jacksonville's really... on the phone at 45. Okay. They could take a running back. I might have to veto trades, though. I mean, how many times can we trade down? We might we just want to make the pick. Yeah. I think you take Williams. 
Yeah, I, I think that's just and you and you give it one of these. Whew, and you're yeah, happy we, about it. We, and, we got an extra pick and we, we sweated that out, but yeah. we got we got our guy. Javante Williams is a pick. Okay, done, done. I'm cool with it. And the Cowboys and now everything <clears> else I don't have to have. The Cowboys did want to move up to get Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa. Uh, perfect yeah. sense. Right. Jalen Mayfield went to San Francisco. Uh, Jacksonville took instead of Lee McNeil. So hmm, okay. A uh, couple of centers have now gone off the board. Um, mm, that's where I'll be. Landon Dickerson next. went at forty-eight to the Raiders. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, Creed Humphrey went to Washington. Mm, makes sense too. Yeah. And so now we're back up. Uh, oh, my favorite. How about this? This is guys rising quickly, at least on this board. Patrick Johnson from Tulane goes at fifty-four. Wow. Heating up. We used to get him in like the fifth round all the time. Get him in the right? seventh yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah, no, that's crazy. But. Again, yeah. you know, production, production, production matters. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, the interior offensive lineman available. Quinn Miners. He's going to be my favorite one. Okay. Wyatt Davis, Kendrick Green. They're good. Yeah. But I, I would rather. Uh, have ben Cleveland, favorite. Aaron Banks, uh, Josh Myers available, Michael Monet, Drake Jackson, mm-hmm. David uh, David Moore's a guy that uh, – was he? David Moore. Mon- the guy from Grambling, wasn't he the guy oh, that Lance yeah, yeah. mentioned? Yeah, yeah, Lance did mention him. It'd be interesting, but I'm not using a second-round pick on No, I'm yeah. just saying he's. these are yeah, centers, yeah. the interior guys are available. At the offensive tackle position, you're looking at Walker Little, Dylan Raddins, hmm. uh, Liam Eichenberg. I like all those guys. Brady Christensen. Be. I thought Brady Christensen, uh, because he's at BYU, maybe was an overaged prospect. He's not as old as you think. He's only 23. Yeah, which yeah. isn't bad for BYU Th- That's guys, not bad, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, James Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those guys. There's a lot of good ones. Robert Hainsey's still available. That's a guy that, that Lance mentioned could make the move to center. To center. I hadn't thought about that angle with him before. But yeah. A good one. Um, yeah, so there's some guys there. If I'm taking an offensive lineman, I'm taking minors still. We should also group. take a look at the inside linebacker Without position. Question. There's going to be some good ones. Yeah. Um, but we picked short soon again, right? No, we got uh, we have to go to 76 after this mm, one. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. This, is the, this is our regular second pick. So you're looking at... Um, let me get rid of some of these other positions here. Okay. Uh, you're Miners looking, is my favorite name you've mentioned so far. Jabril Cox. Nice. Jamin Davis. Extremely nice. I think you just take him. Justin Hilliard, Monty Rice, Pete Werner, Chaz Surratt. Davis is way I think Jamin Davis stands out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Owosu Koromoa falls into the second round, might not be people, people aren't taking the inside linebackers. That's fine. And we can jump on Jamin Davis there. Absolutely. I don't think that's cheating. You just grab him. Yeah, right. Just take him. All right, he's a pick. Now we got to hope that uh, one of those center prospects falls. Yeah. And there's and guys there. if they there. don't, we can take a project in the fourth. Yeah, you know, right. some other game. It doesn't mean we're shut out. Uh, let's take a look and see. Again, Miners would be the one that I'd run to the podium for. But he's not he's, available. He's probably going. Yeah. But Kendrick Green is. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I'd listen to some other positions, but I would not have a problem with that. Yeah. Be curious Meyer, who the corners are. Meyer's still available. Green's the highest rated interior offensive lineman, period. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to dispute that. Uh, offensive tackles, you're looking at Christensen's the top rated offensive tackle okay. available. Uh, then you're looking at guys like uh, Deontay Smith, Robert Hainsey, Spencer Brown, uh, Larry Broom, Borum, mm. I should say. Um, None of those. I don't think they don't. League, they right? don't have uh, the guy from Florida on here. He's kind of sneaky. Lance is the first one I've Stone heard mention that. We're talking and about now that. people are starting to catch on. Yeah, yeah. He may not have been on the the, the early lists and things, and you know, 
Kind of like Miners. Miners wasn't on a lot of these lists earlier. No, this guy's from Florida. He's not this from guy's from Wisconsin. Yeah, he's a, he's a play this year. six foot eight <laughs> off of the tackle, left right, tackle right. At, at Florida. Who, yeah. You know, you would think would be would be there. But sometimes people, you know, if they're not on a big list and you're just watching Pitts and Tony going, this tackle's pretty good too. I mean, I got to watch him. Yeah. The Panthers have want to make a trade here to come up, but their first pick, is next pick is at 113. We're not yeah, interested we'll in that. Um, corners. We can take a look at the cornerback position. You're looking at Javon Holland, Tay Gowan, uh, Mela Fawanu from Syracuse. Okay, uh, just defensive backs. So. Stokes uh, from Georgia, Thomas Graham, Kelvin Joseph, uh, Benjamin St. Juth, uh, Rashad Wild Goose, Trey Brown. There's there's a lot of guys there. Ambry Thomas. Joseph and Stokes. Ladarius Williams. Joseph and Stokes are highly desirable to me. I mean, they're more testers than players at this point, but there's a lot to work with, and I don't need that guy to play right this minute. Boy, but I need a center. I know. And Green's my favorite one out there. I just think I'd have a much higher grade on Stokes. Remember, we got another pick coming at 87. And I guess there's two of them. And Melifonwu wouldn't be the worst pick in the world either. Right. So, you, I mean, you have some – Let's grab Green. You have some fallback options there. Green may be, end up being a starter for you right away. We may have got three starters. We may have gotten three starters there if we take green. I like it. Yeah, let's take them. And we're back up at 87. And I would really look at corner here, but I think tackles are also something to consider. Well, the, uh, Stokes is still available. I would take Stokes. Thomas Graham, Kelvin Joseph. I'd take Joseph. Molden <laughs> um, is still there. They list him as a safety, though. Hmm. Molden versus those two is interesting. Yeah, because Molden's a, a slot. Right. You know, he would. So is, for that matter, Jamar Johnson, the safety out of Indiana. He's a good player. He's a good player. I was looking at this last night. If you go to Pro Football Focus, this is a nice little feature that they have on there. The alignments and stuff that they have. The alignments. Yeah. So in, 2020, in 2019, he saw the majority of his snaps in the slot. In the slot. Last year. He played 17, slot, 17 snaps at the defensive line, likely as a blitzer. Yeah, probably just walked yeah. up on the last scrimmage. 93 in the slot, six at cornerback. Outside. Outside. Yeah. 124 in the box. Okay. Probably like a strong safety yeah. position. And 236 yeah. deep. He's a really good player. So you can kind of move him wherever you need to put him, mm-hmm. but he has a lot of slot experience. His majority of his snaps, he's bigger than Molden. Yeah, 232 snaps. In the slot in 2019, only 47 in the box and three deep. Like, he was their primary slot guy. Yeah. That's interesting. There's a lot of guys there I like. I don't know. Molden versus Johnson, I think. is. Here's the other nice thing. I might have a hard time passing on Joseph and Stokes, though. I know Sutton can play a slot. Johnson last year, according to, again, according to Pro Football Focus, he was targeted 23 times, Mm -hmm. gave up 11 completions. Wow. He had no allowed no touchdowns. He's had, really good and had four interceptions. I mean, we have the NFL Network on, and just five minutes ago they highlighted him, and he was second on someone's safety board. Like he's a really good player that seems to be getting late yeah. buzz. With Six one hundred ninety seven pounds, so he's got decent size, but yeah. he, again, can play the slot. Do we know that Edmonds is going to be in the long term plans? Maybe not. Maybe Three not. Three safeties is not a bad way to play football. Period. I don't have a problem with that since we traded down, and that's kind of a bonus prize. It is a bonus prize. Right. And, he, again, he can be your slot right away. You, you might have just gotten your fourth starter in this draft. Yeah. 
Whereas if you draft one of these other these developmental cornerbacks who are well, he's a really he tested really well, but but he's not quite a finished product. See that we could get in the fifth round still though. We don't right. be shut out with corners. We could look at a guy to groom as Hayden's replacement or Lane Insurance. I'm fine with Johnson as a bonus prize. And I think uh, if we hadn't traded down. I Molden's be that same kind he of guy. Is. It just depends on which one you like more. I mean, Molden's more, got more corner. Tr- he doesn't run as well. That's the problem. That's what I was about to say. Is if we had this conversation before pro days, I'd say Molden. And I don't want to be too influenced by that, especially this year. But that's also selling Johnson short. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, the tape was there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that uh, I'm looking up his program. I mean, he'd just be a welcome be. addition to your defensive backfield in general. Yeah, you you could find ways to uh, to use that guy. That Yeah. I mean, he could uh, blitz, play deep for you. Yeah. I mean, Actually, he measured in at 6'2", 205 at their pro day. He's way bigger than Moulton. Yeah, um, you convinced a, me. I'm cool with it. Ran a four five eight, which isn't blazing, but it's fast enough. That's fast enough. Yeah, he's again, he's faster than. than do you do his recon or his uh, shuttle by chance? His shuttle was four four one, not super great. Not super great, right? Yeah, but thirty five inch vertical from the slot. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with it. Let me see what Molden. Uh, Molden was five nine one ninety two. Mm-hmm. Um, just his, for fun, pull up Joseph. was five, four six two. I think I'm taking him over Molden. Okay, but just for fun, pull up Joseph and Stokes's numbers for those that aren't aware, because they're a little jaw dropping. Well, if you don't mind, I gotta find Kentucky here first. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so Kelvin Joseph five eleven one ninety seven. Ran a four two eight forty, but he didn't. <laughs> know, yeah. do, but he didn't do the. He yeah, didn't do the three right, cone. Right, he didn't right. do the the rest of it. And that's like what Stokes is almost identical. Like, there's some stuff there for those guys. Oh no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I uh, don't know that they're as good as football. I mean, they're better testers than players yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eric Stokes, six foot one ninety four, ran a, a four three four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're sprinters. And a thirty nine inch vertical. There's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. Let's take Johnson. I think Johnson's ball production is yeah. the, I mean, he's a good player. Four interceptions last year. The Steelers have valued yeah. guys that can catch the football. Uh, there's a lot of value to that. Yeah. All right, he's the pick. Jamar Johnson. And what if Minka or Edmonds gets hurt? He may be your deep middle or he may be your yeah, starting right. safety. Yeah, right. He could you be know. your guy there. We're back up at 128. Uh, some of the guys available. Jamin Sherwood. Jamie and Sherwood, I should say. Tay Gallon's still there. Yeah. Safeties are done, though. The safeties are done. Uh, Josh Palmer, Odigizua, Milton Williams, Cade Johnson, Jalen Darden, Kelvin Joseph, still available. I'd take him. Brady Christensen, still available. I'd take Joseph. Although, Melvin Williams is kind of interesting, How too. about this? We're at 128. Michael Carter, still available. Not bad. <laughs> Bring the teammates together. Room yeah. them together. You know, I love to room them together. Benjamin St. Juice, still available. Interesting. Um... But you, know, you take Joseph. There's some guys too. there. Devon Diablo. We can't take another safety, yeah. but I like him. But he could be your linebacker. Yeah. Tommy or Tremble. Linebacker too. Tommy Tremble still available. I've seen some people now bumping him up to their number two tight end. Ooh, that's right. I can't take him over Friar Muth, but well, I, I get it. Yeah. Again, the injury stuff is concerning. Tremble I mean, would be a nice addition. What about be. Williams, though, from Louisiana Tech? Melvin Williams? 
he would be a nice pick too. Right. I mean, there's some good value picks here in this in, with this. Uh, That's the beauty of the trade down yeah. to me is you can take a value here and there. This would be our fifth pick, sixth pick, fifth, fifth, fifth. I mean, to me, this is how I want the draft to go. Whether it's these names or not, if you can trade down, still get a back and a center early, then you're in this position on day two, day three. Where you're like, boy, I didn't really need a D lineman, but Milton Williams is there. I'm going to yeah. take him. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> if you can set yourself up to be here, that's how you have a great draft. The offensive tackle position: it's Brady Christensen, Deontay Smith, Robert Hainsey, Spencer Brown, Larry Broom. It's run. It, it's running thin. It is. Brown and Christensen would be my two favorites there. I'm looking for ceiling. Um, the cornerback, cornerback position. You're looking at. Uh, but well, we talked about Joseph. Yeah, it's, there was a lot of them. But we Joseph, just took St. Jude, Rashad Wild Goose, Trey Brown still available. Ambry Thomas, who's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Trill Williams still available. Robert Rochelle still available. I think I'm leaning Shakira towards Brown, Kerry Vincent. Some good group, good crew Some there. Good guys there. Uh, but there will be next pick. There will again. We pick again at 140. At the tight end position, you're looking at. It's like Hunter Long still available. Uh, let's see here. No, he's gone. Tremble is the top-rated guy. Then you're looking at Tony Poljan, John Bates, yeah. Kyle Granson, Trey McKitty, Nick Eubanks. This is our last chance at a tight end for me that could be a difference maker. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Tommy Tremble is the pick. Let's see what comes up at 140. We also haven't looked at Edge. We haven't yet. looked at Edge yet, and this is a good area to do it. It is. Um, let's see what's available there. Uh, you're looking at... Josh Kane, though, I don't know that he really fits. Yeah, wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah. Malcolm, that other guy from Florida State I like a lot, yeah. too. Malcolm Coons, though, I like. Yeah. Nice player. Chauncey Golston, Janarius Robinson. That's the other one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Cooper, Charles Snowden, Patrick Jones, Allerson Smith. Florida State is like Michigan, where all these highly athletic top recruits go, and they're never used right. They don't get developed. Yeah. I, I think you jump on somebody like that robinson to me is very intriguing he is uh, i i just you know i don't know i uh, other than lawrence timmons that worked out mm-hmm. some of the other edge rushers that i've seen from florida state that haven't messaged. i know don't scout the helmet <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying he's my pick but uh, i wouldn't mind adding him at all i like coons over those guys do you okay I, he's, he bends would you take him over the corners well, we haven't looked at the corners. Let's see who's available there. Kelvin Joseph is still available. That's, now I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> well, they have him ranked 85th on their board, and we're at 140. So, okay. I mean, a, a lot, and a lot of other corners went, so you're getting getting some value there. St. Jude's still available. Wild Goose. Trey Brown. Trill Williams. I like taking the edge here where it's earlier than we usually yeah, do. Yeah, because we're not going to get another pick till 216. Mm-hmm. We already have a defensive back. Let's take the edge. I, you can, Koontz is fine. Rusty Koontz. Uh, where's he at? I do prefer Williams, but Koontz is a good player. Edge is a situation I wouldn't mind signing a, a, a veteran. Yeah. But they like their Mac guys. Yeah, yeah. So no, take them. They'll have, they'll know more about that guy than anybody yeah, else. They'll be on them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're cruising along here to two sixteen, and we are up. We haven't taken a tackle. We did not take a tackle. A true this, corner wouldn't break my at heart. At this either. point, I don't know that we're going to take no, a true right, tackle. We might have lost that battle. Um, you know, so 
cornerback, you're looking at Wild Goose, Shakur Brown, Mark Gilbert, Nashawn Wright, Darren Hall, Zach McPherson, Brian Mills, Josh Bledsoe. That's what about Shakir Brown? Or Wild Goose? Darren Hall's not too bad, too. No, There's right, right. some guys there. Um, we filled pretty much all the needs. I don't know what what's their, what do they list here as their number one guy. Their number one guy available is Wild Goose. I think he'd do that. They got him rated 98th overall. Really? What's his dimensions again? He's a little. He's a smaller corner. He's mm-hmm. uh, 5'11", 197. Okay. But that's big enough to play outside. No, nah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because I like the Johnson pick, but I felt like we might not have saved it. You know, might not have solved our corner situation. Right. I'm happy to really add another one that's a yeah, corner can, corner. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Wild, wild goose is the pick. Plus, it makes it fun for training camp. I'm gonna wild goose. a joke or two, yeah. right? Yeah. The goose is loose. <laughs> and we're up here at 245. And how about this one? The top-rated guy on the board here, Ramonde Stevenson. Hmm. I like it. I don't hate it. I mean, I <laughs> see you, Benny. Said we would have considered him in the third, fourth, fourth round, third, yeah, yeah. if we got shot out. Not terrible. Janarius Robinson also available. Is he? Michael Manet still available. That wouldn't be bad to add to the mix. Yeah. Patrick Jones, Josh, John Bates, Puka Williams. You could take a little bit different kind of back, but you already have that. Javian Hawkins, another little guy. Yeah. Um, David Moore still available. The big, that would be out. The so big guy out of uh, Grambling. Um, Elijah Mitchell still available. Yeah. I, I kind of like taking the one of the, the offensive linemen you mentioned there. Curious. I don't think it's a huge need, but is there a nose? I'm uh, just looking at that. I was just going to say. Really? Uh, the top three guys available. This guy's not going to fit. O'Brien Goodson, he's 5'10". Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not going to work. But Quentin Bohannon. Uh, Mustafa Johnson. Yeah. Guys you can They're line okay. up there. Uh, take Juan Graham out of Texas. Uh, they did okay the last time I took that. Uh, Felipe Franks there. Take the Ooh. athlete. Let's see what happens see with what him. See what happens with him. Nah, um, I'm not into that project. My, my quarterback coach has other things to do. Yeah. Uh, let's just take a look at the tackles just to see what it looks like here. Um, I don't, I'm not expecting. Well, when we had Lance Zierlein on earlier, he mentioned John Ball. Yeah. At a Marshall and said there was some off the field stuff with him. It's hard for us to comment on that, but there's hard talent. Hard for us to comment there. on it. There's ta- definitely talent there. Jalen Moore out of Western Michigan also. I like him too. Seventh round. I'm taking one of those two. I think you just take Jalen Moore and you say, okay. Yeah, we'll yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine with me. Again, another Mac guy that fine. You know more about him than anybody else. I guarantee. No, no question about it. Yeah, we didn't really take a project tackle. There he is. He's better than I would have expected this late. Yeah, that absolutely. That's six rounder, right? We traded. That's seven, uh, no, that was our first. We got two sevenths. Oh, okay. that was our first seventh round pick. Okay, so here's our grade on that. We got the the trade we made with the Giants. Only got a B. Only we got, got a B. Their third next we got their third the next right. year. Maybe we should have gone for the second. Maybe. I guess because we took a running back. Yeah. They don't like that. Uh, well, we, at 42, we took Javante Williams. That got us a C. <laughs> of course. Jamin Davis got us a C+. Plus. Kendrick Green got us a C+. Plus. All of our picks got a C+, plus until we took Jalen Moore. 245 got us a B+. Plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Overall, we got a B. I'm uh, not real concerned about the grades. No, I'm not either, but we got we came out with a pretty good haul. Oh, Javante okay. Williams at 42. Yep. Uh, Jamin Davis at 55. Kendrick Green at 76. That's Jamar nice Johnson at 87. There. That's a nice foursome. Yeah. Tommy Tremble at 128. Those four should play. Yeah. 
Well, so will Tommy Tremble at, at 128. Yeah. That'd be uh, Green's the one that might not of the group, but, you know, you yeah. hope. Uh, Malcolm Kuntz then at 140 mm-hmm. gives us a little edge depth. Rashad Wild Goose at 216 That's gives nice us some corner depth. And then Jalen Moore, the offensive tackle out of Western Michigan, gives us that developmental tackle that we can throw into the mix. Yeah, right, right, right. No, I like it. I think we helped our run game. Without question. Without question. Um, we got faster Atlanta, on defense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Without question. No doubt. Um, we have some more versatile pieces on defense, too, with Johnson. Johnson and, gives you right. a guy that can play any of your safety positions and also drop down and play the, the, the slot, slot for you. That means you don't have to bump Cam Sutton in, which I think is going to be a major. Be something to watch a that lot. Something, something, it's something that I think when going into the draft that they're going to want to do. You it's can't just have one slot. Guy. Because if he gets hurt, you're hurt at two positions. Because now you're going to have to move Minka Fitzpatrick into the slot. And that's not what you want. And that's not what you want to do. So you believe if it comes down to taking a corner and it's slot versus outside. He better have some slot ability. You think that slot's yeah. going to win that that tiebreaker? I think so. Just because there's not another one. They don't have another one, yeah. that's right, the. Right, right. I mean, maybe they have somebody in the roster who they think can do it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I haven't looked enough into some of these you know, late know signings and stuff. Can bounce inside, but... Wouldn't you? Prefer, I mean, they've had two guys that just they leave on the outside. Yeah. You know, I mean, and they're happy doing it, and it makes their life a little easier for Sutton then. Right. If you're the outside corner, like Nelson was. Yeah. You just stay out there, be that guy. Mm-hmm. If that guy get, if the guy, if our our slot gets hurt, then we, then we can bump you inside and do that. And we've mentioned this many times, but oh, by the way, they might really like Justin Lane. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's the there's the. I mean, they, they did draft him in the third round two years ago. They can get better. That's allowed. <laughs> it is permitted. I, I like that draft a lot, though. Yeah, no, I think we touched on all. I mean, getting Jamie Davis in the second round was right. a steal. Um, I've said it over and over that if you can trade down, get stuff, and still go running back center with the guys on our list and, or, and you know, when you're top two or three picks, yeah, it's dynamite. Now, ideally, we you know, if you want to get that slot cornerback or slot guy that can play the slot, mm-hmm. uh, the, to me, the, the, the real luxury pick here was Tremble. Yeah, I don't know that we have to. I mean, we could have gone with a tackle there. We could have taken Christensen or someone mm-hmm. of that, and, and gotten a, a, a higher rated tackle. The other thing that could have happened, we never trade up because it's hard to do in these, these yeah. situations too. But if you trade back to what forty two, and ATN and Harris go, well then you use that Tremble pick and move up five more spots and make sure right. you get Williams. Make sure, yeah, you got to make sure there, you get you know, him. Yeah, you know, with your fingers crossed, you just make sure you go get him. Yep, and that, I would have no problem with that either. Yeah, but I think uh, that makes them a better team. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. They came out of the draft without moving and got those guys. Oh, yeah. You'd be really happy about it. I mean, if you told me they took Jamin Davis in the first round, got Devontae Williams in the second, Kendrick Green in the third, you know, I would say that's very that's possible. A, yeah, that's that's that a good haul. Yeah. Right. But, again, we got the, the bonus prize of getting Jamar Johnson there. That was the, in the third-round yeah. pick next and then, year. Yeah, and a third next year. So. Which is, I don't think the Giants win the Super Bowl. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's going to do it for this show. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, uh, we want to thank you. I'm Dale Lolly. Everyone have a great weekend. Everybody have a great weekend. Again, less than three weeks out from the draft. Can't wait. Uh, But uh, thanks for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.